This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me as usual are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Both uh, I was going to say resplendent in tangerine, but we'll call it. Well, we'll call it. Dirty, dirty tangerine. Oh, I don't know rust, that. Rusty tangerine. No. We, can, we can. I've got a navy one now. I'm not sure about resplendent in my case. It's just a little splash. It's a little splash. Yes, a bit dark blue as well. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. We, last week we uh, we started off with off the field matters, and I think uh, we're in the middle of our sort of moving story with Dundee at the moment, and I think well, that's where we're going to have to start again this mm-hmm. week. Um, Burnley and Dundee. I think it's been an open. Yeah. Open secret, can I call it that, for I the last so. last few months, that this wasn't just a case of Burnley sending up the odd loan player up to yeah. up to Dundee. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, when when the <coughs> the news broke about Hibs and Bournemouth, yeah. and when was it November, December? Mm-hmm. I, I seem to remember. I was sat at, I was sat at Steve McLean's last game for St Mun when it was all. So whenever that was, that was the start of November, wasn't it? When was, Johnston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, when the, yeah. when that news was breaking about about Hibs and Bournemouth and yeah. and Dundee and Burnley were getting mentioned as well. So here we are, three loans later, <coughs> three loan players later from Burnley to Dundee, mm-hmm. and and one gone back. And one, mm-hmm. yeah. That uh, it's now all official. There's a strategic partnership. Is that it? Strategic alliance sounds strategic a bit like alliance. that sounds like something out of Star yeah. Wars, doesn't it? But there we go. <laughs> anyway, we'll have, we'll have ourselves a strategic alliance. I'll have a cup in um, And wrong movie, but no, you get the I think <laughs> most interestingly, I mean, there's been plenty. There have been plenty of these types on our patch. We've had Dundee Wright and Fulham. Yeah, that was a real yeah. that, that, that came to loads. This Dun- one feels a bit different. Dundee Everton, remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And St Johnson Hercules. <coughs> oh, good grief! Uh, uh, I think it was, it was a Dundee, oh, Milan, no, that, uh, a Dundee Milan one as well. Uh, there, there was yeah. back in the yeah. back in the dim and distance. So yeah. yes, this one feels but a bit more substantial. That's what I was going to say. This yeah. one, this one feels a bit different in a in a lot of ways. Well, it's more substantial. Mm-hmm. Just 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 if you are taking the fact that they've got a couple of players out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about those players at some point as well, just as part of it. But this is a it is a moving mm-hmm. story, and the Burnley chairman, owner, shareholder, what chairman? Well, he's the chairman of the club. Chairman mm-hmm. of the club, and has, also the LK Capital, who are yeah, the owners of the has club. Has been on the radio and has basically hasn't. I'm paraphrasing here. Not got the direct, direct quote in front of me because I didn't I didn't listen to. It. <laughs> but I'm paraphrasing yeah. it. And he's he's not ruling out. It's not ruling out Burnley taking a future stake in Dundee Football Club. Mm-hmm. There we go, Jim. That's a bit different, yeah. isn't it, to the usual uh, strategic tie-up alliance mm-hmm. partnership, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. One of these things that people like to say, you know, the odd bit of knowledge sharing, the odd player. This this could be could be very different, couldn't it? Well, I, I think what's going on here is, um, and Sean was mentioning earlier on, he was on Radio Scotland this morning, yeah. my old haunt, the, I think it's Alan Pace, isn't it, the yes, uh, chairman right. and the managing partner, who's also an American, you know, like Tim Keyes and John Nelson, an American. Um, and he, you know, he kind of gave, they put the statement out last night, obviously, and uh, what, what kind of intrigued me was the, they talked about the Premiership being an excellent, Scottish Premiership being a, a, an excellent proving ground to progress young and emerging talent as well as providing a potential gateway to European competition. Um, how it strikes me, and I mean, I, I think I wrote a courier column on this Masati column six years ago on the way the game was going in multi-club ownership. You had a column for six years? I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the same one. I mean, he's no, 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 no
it's shocking. That'd be found me out yet, you know. <laughs> My day will come. Um, no, but uh, I mean, I think th th this is heading in the direction it looks to me, kind of, of multi-club ownership. I mean, the SFA at the moment are currently looking at the situation. Hibs, Hibs mm -hmm. have been involved in talks <coughs> for a wee while with multi-club ownership. Um, and Jeff again, Brown I, mentioned in the interview yeah. I did with him saying it could be a game-changer. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that's right. I mean, I noticed that Hearts, wasn't it? The, um, I don't know if it was the CEO at Hearts. Someone at Hearts mentioned they didn't fancy this idea of multi-club. But I think <coughs> potentially it could be coming down the line. And um, uh, Because if you're going to take a stake... In a Scottish football club, you're going to ask yourself, can you make money? Um, can you make money at a Scottish football club? I, I, I don't, at the moment, I don't think you can. I don't think there's a great deal of money to be made at Hibs or a great deal of money mm -hmm. to be made out of Dundee FC. But if you're a big English Premiership club and Burnley will have, I don't know, I mean, I haven't checked the Burnley turnover. <clears throat> not be one of the huge ones in, in the English top flight, but it'll oh, still be they're huge. Prob they'll probably not be in the English uh, top flight for much longer. <coughs> but well, either. Just, just, just right, purely, but, purely by didn't it be in there. Yeah, the just by didn't it be there. In the first yeah. place. There'd be 80, 90 million television money for, for one thing. So so what they have identified um, is um, what they've done already, sent players up here, three players. Um, Owen Beck's been up and, and promptly you know, goes back and, and comes off the bench to play for Liverpool the other night. So <clears throat> I think he's right, Alan Pace is right. They're identifying the Scottish Premiership as being of a standard where you can develop your young talent who are not quite ready for the top flight in England um, but who will play at a good level, at a good pace, at a good tempo, a physically demanding and a mentally demanding uh, environment. And I think that's where they're, they're coming from. Now, whether there's more to it than that is <coughs> difficult to see. Um, you know, there's a whole lot. I mean, you know, previous to this, the only links I could think of with Burnley my brother's mate worked as a scaffolder down there, and 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 the great Bo the great Bobby Seath, of course, who played uh, the year in the, in the Burnley, the last uh, top league winning side, fifty nine sixty side, then came up to Dundee, and two seasons after that. Um, won the, the the league. In fact, God, I, I replaced Bobby as the, the BBC's man in Dundee. Bobby really? used to cover the games at Dens and Tannadice. You know what uh, day that was? <coughs> so there, uh, uh, that's the historical history element. books. <coughs> you learn something every week on this podcast, you know. But um, <laughs> but it, it's it's a fascinating uh, it's a fascinating. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, what, what, here's one of the things that fascinates me. Starting a great Dundee, a great Dundee United fan of my acquaintance yesterday who. Um, had read my column on, on uh, Groundshare and said, I agree with you, it's a no-brainer. He says, most people I speak to, it's a no-brainer. And he made the point, if Dundee moved to the new stadium, because it's still enough, you know, they'll be drawing in income every day of the week. We make substantial income every day of the week from hotels, bars, restaurants, conference facilities, a whole lot, and then the concerts, and goodness knows what else. And United won't. <laughs> if United are lingering at Tannadice, you know, it'll be kind of trying to make money at a stadium they use once every fortnight, which is older, needs plumbing work, electrical work, all that. I'm painting the picture. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Dundee look as though they're on the move here. Now, a lot, it might be talk, it might be flamboyant gestures and ideas and all the rest of it. I don't they look think like it is. a club. If, if, if a Burnley, if the Burnley like chairman business. Mm -hmm. is willing yeah. to go Absolutely. on the record and say, <clears throat> This might be heading in a certain direction, or not yeah. deny this is heading in some. that that when yes. some when a, when somebody know, of that, you, yeah. of that status record, yeah. says an if, mm -hmm. that suggests to me it's further than an if. You know what I'm saying? It Sean? smells like the only impediment is the change to yes. this rules that's, that mm. seems to be imminent. <coughs> so mm -hmm. it, 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 it reads a mm. bit. But as you say. If you're ready to yep. speak about it publicly on BBC Radio <laughs> Scotland and say, oh, well, this could happen. Yeah. Well, I think you're only waiting for yeah. the changing rules that will allow it well, to happen. It, it, but the, I mean, the, 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 the other thing, with it, I mean, that there are there is an, another obvious similarity mm -hmm. to what's happening at Hibs and Bournemouth as well, and that they are both American-owned clubs as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and now you've got Dundee and Burnley who are both American-owned clubs. So it looks to me like the Americans are kind of first in yeah. here. They're going, this is, this is the way <coughs> we want to go. Because mm -hmm. uh, clear, clear connection there. Um, the uh, Americans are talking. They mm -hmm. are. They are. And they have been in Scotland, let's face it. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. the American-owned. Mm -hmm. If we go back to the, uh, you know, the late kickoffs for Aberdeen and... Uh, and Dundee, things That's like that. Right, you know, there have back. been, there's, there's, there's definitely, and Mark, I, Mark Ogren and John Nelms, they do talk, don't they? <coughs> yeah, I mean, uh, listen, Aberdeen's owner has been greatly influenced. I mean, he, he spent, he spent the bulk of his mature years. I'm calling him American, but you know, he's, I know, well, I mean, he's another, yeah. another Donian American, you know. Mm -hmm. So there is that influence. There's, there's a couple of things strike me. I mean, um, there's obvious, there's American link, obviously, you know. Um, who knows if Ogren and, um, and and Keys and Nelms are speaking? It may well be about, about other things, you know, that, that we've mentioned, ground share and all the rest of it. But I mean, Alan Pace is the managing partner of ALK Capital. Could it be? And I simply throw this in as a, a, a one, you know, I oh, wonder, I like this, Jim. I like uh, this. You know, could it be that ALK Capital might be um, involved in the funding of the new Camperdown development? The, you the, never the know. New Camper you development. Know. You know, if they're uh, are they? It's a capital company. I presume they're an investment company. You mm -hmm. know, could they be behind that? Could it be more than just a strategic link up with Dundee Football Club? Might it go further? Well, they're, they're, I think their own description on their own website of themselves mm -hmm. is that they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're a capital investment company <coughs> with, with interest in sport and media mm -hmm. are the two areas that they concern themselves with. So, I mean, Dundee FC is mm -hmm. a sporting organisation. Yeah. Although it did say that the the partnership is actually between Football Partners Scotland yep. and the ALK mm -hmm. Capital. Mm -hmm. So it's the the, the owning mm -hmm. company of the mm -hmm. Bay and the owning company of Burnley. Who have the partnership mm -hmm. rather than directly Burnley FC and Dundee FC? <coughs> so I mean that's that's maybe splitting hairs a little bit. Uh, We're well used to that with Dundee, aren't we? In we terms are. of the stadium and mm. all the rest of it. Yes. You know? but it's it's an interesting question. It'd be worth putting to Dundee, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 not that we probably wouldn't get an answer. They're, they're under, they're under no obligation <laughs> no, to answer where their funding packet <coughs> is coming from for the stadium uh, in in minute detail mm -hmm. like that. But it's 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 possible. Yeah, Seems well, possible. Well, uh, more than a few business people in the city have said to me over a piece that, that Dundee had um, funding partners in place. Um, for for Camerton, I don't you know I, I don't think you go you go off on a kind of a project like this without having some indication who your funding partners would be mm -hmm. to fund a, a, a massive development like Camperdown. You know where where you know a football new football stadium is at the heart of it, but it, but it's only part of it. Mm -hmm. You know I mean you know hotels, housing, um, restaurants, mm -hmm. a curling curling ice rink, all of these sort of things. You know it kind of um, and it you know that was the point I was trying to make last week. My courier called. It's going to take more than that these days to run a football club and, and even if they're not involved in that it's simply a case of they're prepared to take a stake in Dundee when you think about when you think about it the, the idea of it being purely starting and ending with sending players on loan seems a bit small time no. really doesn't it so that, why, why? That doesn't you, you wouldn't feasible. need a strategic alliance for that exactly, you? you would just yeah. have a gentleman's agreement yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I don't want to so. go back down the road of, uh, <coughs> no. of ground shares but what it does what the way we're talking this God, through no. it does it does make me think that it's less likely because if you're getting yeah. people as with as well, deep pockets and as as hefty as this, yes, frank, quite frankly, Dundee Dundee wouldn't need wouldn't Dundee United. No, yeah, no, they, no, they won't. And they, I mean, the other the other thing that we should say is is, is to give Dundee United their place. Mm -hmm. Is that they they, they announced um, last week the results of a survey that they've been running mm -hmm. with their own fans for the last little while about what they want to see, what their their experiences at Tanner Dice and what they think is missing from the match they experience. They put the results out last week, and <clears> essentially, it, it, it read read to me a bit like a. a, a a commitment from Dundee United or Mark Ogren to mm -hmm. we're staying at Tannadice. This is this is where we are. Mm -hmm. So all the talk of the the ground share stuff, forget about mm -hmm. it. This is this is what we're doing. 
we're but, focused on Dan and I. Listen, Jim. That's a Walgreens still there. And if we're well, you're, you're talking about your column. Uh, <laughs> Six, six years, six years. You've had this column, and however long you, since you took over from Bob But if we were, if we, if we're doing this podcast in five years' time, uh, it wouldn't. I'll be at the grass when, 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 rather than if, if, when we're doing this podcast in five years' time, uh, it wouldn't shock me if all three, if Dundee, Dundee United, and St Johnson were all part, part of. Yeah. Strategic <laughs> alliances. We're all playing at yeah. Newcastle. No, <laughs> we're all part. We're all part of multi-club ownership. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, I don't think it would be. You need five years. Stick this. Stick this podcast in your time capsule. That's it. And one of your cryogenically frozen. Which column do you, you, you just know for a fact that actually in five years' time there will be somebody who will send you an email. <laughs> so you, you yeah. said. <laughs> you said in the comment section. Nicholson yes. talking rubbish yeah, well, that <laughs> again. Was, that was in a time. That was in a time capsule already in the back, uh, my back garden. But, no, but I mean, it's fa- I mean, it's fascinating. Listen, on the ground here, I need to clear this up. I never said the two should it. I said it's worth it's worth deliberating. It is. It is. It's worth talking about. That's it's that. seriously it's worth, worth talking a grown-up conversation. Um, would I like it? No, I mean, would I like it to happen? No. In, in my preferred world, <clears throat> I'd have a refurbished dens. You know, the shed end redone up at Tarleys, Jerry Kerr redone, and both clubs managing, but. As the it's game moves happen, on, unless there's people going to put money in, you know, it's getting more and more difficult to see how you continue to attract decent talent. Or and, and you're talking about ambition. I mean, the ambition for both Dundee and United should be to finish in that top six, be into European football and all the rest of it, and it's getting increasingly mm-hmm. hard to do it. That's why things like this are... But the, the European football thing is an interesting one because, I mean, ALK Capital in their statement mm-hmm. have mentioned mm-hmm. European football well, specifically. They're not going to yeah. get it through Burnley, that's for sure. Well, no, they're not. But, I mean, no. the, 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 the interesting... I mean... It does hold some water, particularly in, in this season. You look, since the Scottish Premiership has had four teams in the group stages of <coughs> European football mm-hmm. this year. So there is a gateway to European football there. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, Dundee haven't been in Europe for, what's mm-hmm. early 2000s? It's the big, it's the big selling year, point for a Scottish club, full yes, stop. Right. Whether you're talking about multi-club ownership uh-huh. or anything like it, it's yeah. the fact that if you buy, a, if you buy somebody like oh, Wrexham, uh-huh. yes, you can buy into the... Yeah. The whole but there's journey. A, there's, a, there's a ceiling. There yeah. is a ceiling, but yeah. you know you've probably got a longer journey. Yeah, you that's can true. you can make more money, and there's a bit more. You have to spend to more as well. But if you buy a Dundee, a St. Johnson, or a Dundee United, mm-hmm. you've got a realistic shot yes. at European football mm-hmm. yeah. and all on a yearly sort of, basis. The trips where you, you know, you take your pals mm-hmm. over from America to but Amsterdam I mean, or wherever. And that's, it is, that's you know. fantastic. But be, on the other side of that as well, if you're wanting to send players up to develop them, and that is partially what's going mm-hmm. on here at least then you're, you're sending them sending them to a league now that yes you can get access to european football potentially for them but these players are going to be playing against four teams mm-hmm. a season who are in europe who mm-hmm. play at that level so that's another little step up for them as well mm-hmm. in, the, in the way that they yeah and they see it not as, just as a loan, viable not just loan sean because you <clears> could <throat> they you know if if it's they can dundee can buy them and then as a Mm-hmm. As a testing ground for mm-hmm. for Burnley, mm-hmm. you know, because there is there is a limit on how it, am I right in saying it's, that you I can only get three, three. three. Yeah, so, three. from one club. So you know, there's 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 mm-hmm. umpteen strands to this. You know, yeah. I think Dundee fans, from what I've seen, dipped into social. I don't think Dundee fans will be scared by this. I think no. it'll be the exact opposite. No. I think they'll think this is an exciting development. Yeah. Won't you? Yeah. No, I I agree with you. That that seems to be the the early reaction is uh, is very positive. Um, I mean, oh, th- thus, thus, 
Oh, oh, oh. I just wonder how nationalists will react to this. Will it be a form of feudal servitude oh. to oh, our right. English overlords? Yeah, right, that's, that's for your other column. <laughs> yeah, that's for the news. I keep that for the news boards. Um, I know the, the early reaction seems seems pretty positive. Um, and, and I think it, it largely, it's not based on anything other than the fact that there's a tie-in with a Premier League team Aye. here and they've, and they've a, got a, lots of money. There's a bit <laughs> no, you know, mm-hmm. once a, because they've already bought Burnley and Burnley are doing pretty well, uh-huh. that feels like it. Well, they've got safer. them promoted. Yeah. Feels a bit safer than some of the ones, you know, like, you yes. know. Ain't no Callum mm. Melville. Let's no, but I mean, yeah, to, to, to buy a premium, to buy a premium, we'll leave Take that. me down memory lane here, Jim. I think please. we'll leave that there. To, uh, to buy a Premier League club in England, or, well, actually, <clears throat> the, the, were they in the Premier League when they bought them over there in the Don't Championship? So, I'm not sure. Championship. Well, to get a club up anyway, and, and they would have had parachute payments, so it's slightly stacked in their favour, but uh, there's significant investment required, basically, if you're going to buy an English club and get them in the Premier League. You need to spend a lot of money. Mm. So the fact that they've put their money where their mouth is on that front, I mean, Dundee, by comparison, their budget's chicken feed. It's nothing. So uh, it, that bodes well. That could be exciting, especially if they take a stake in the club. And you think, well, you, because what, what? in order to take a stake in the club, they've got to pay for it. And you've got to think they'd take a more direct interest in Dundee's fortunes and therefore <coughs> they're going to stick more money in. So, yes, I can see why Dundee fans are excited um, in the first instance. Yeah, I've actually got the, the guy Pace's quotes. Oh, that's his, yeah, here we go. That's a lot. Yeah. So yes, he has refused to rule out purchasing a stake. So let's find the uh, relative. Uh, yeah, he says we are very interested to see how the rules play out and what the feeling oh. is. This is to do with yeah, multi-club yeah, ownership, obviously. We'd never want to go against what the fans in the community want, as well as the SFA overall or the FA in that regard. Um, if the rules change, we're all for considering it, basically. So there you go. Sure. Uh, well, pushing sure. it, pushing it yeah. an open door there. Right? <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and with regard to the. Uh, <coughs> He's playing down the role Burnley staff will play in the day-to-day running of, of Dundee, basically. Uh, but he, he says we're prepared to send people up there to help, whether that be sharing knowledge, marketing, ticketing, mm-hmm. grounds. And up- Groundsman? Uh, well, <laughs> he does say grounds. He says grounds in here. And upkeep. Grounds and upkeep. Oof. Directly mentioned. Eh? Uh, rather than talking about assisting with the running of the club. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Fleet, um, fleet of diggers bombing up the M6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on on multi club operations, he says he says I think there is a lot more still to come, <clears throat> and we're very aware that there are other clubs looking to yeah. Scotland as an opportunity. So, yeah, there, Here there, we are. there you go. Dundee today, Dundee United tomorrow, St <laughs> Johnson the day after. Here we go. We're going to be kept kept busy, Jim. I think over the next <coughs> so. few months, aren't we? Listen, it's a natural development of the game. I must I must kind of chew the fat with my uh, my good friend Roger Mitchell. I get back. Roger Roger's been from the shores of Lake Como. He's been saying for a while that American investment and in, in European football was coming to an end because they couldn't see a way to make money in it. But but they can make money if they're smart um, in English football. I mean, you know, look, th- this is there. There are people who who d- decry uh, the English game. The bottom line is quite simple: the English Premiership. People who decry Roger the, Mitchell as well. Yeah, well <laughs> there are a few. I wouldn't mean, Good lad. Uh, it's the greatest league in the world in every respect. Yeah. It's the richest league. It's the best league in terms of entertainment. I think and all the rest. Of it. Is it the best football? That's, that's arguable. But you know, um, can be very good. Bottom at times. are a big big club. The other things you're, you're saying they're sending players up to play against teams that are, you know, four teams that play in Europe. They're also sending teams, uh, guys up who will play against Celtic and Rangers, mm-hmm. who, would you respect, are as good as anything 
in the bottom, oh, well, Raiders bottom are reaching European finals last season yeah. and what have you. It's you know, not an easy thing to do. I mean, people don't like to say that. I've always thought, Celtic Rangers, given five years in the top flight in England, would match Man United, Liverpool, a whole bit. There is big. Given time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're sending boys up who could play, mm-hmm. uh, who would be playing against that level. That's a, that's a good thing to do. But I think I've got a sneaky feeling that if this comes off, there might be much, much more to this. Than meets the eye. It might be a whole lot more than just about players and. Well, it's there. It's there. So, but I mean, I, I, actually, the, the, what what might be interesting in the initial stage of, the, of this, and, and unrelated to the to the purchasing of stakes and clubs mm. and what have you, but just the 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 basics of sending players on loan and what have you, and having an, a, an agreement on that front. Mm-hmm. What will be interesting is. Because obviously Dundee are hoping that you know every player that comes up on loan from down there is of, of the quality of, of an Owen Beck or something like that. That's not going to happen, no. let's be honest. No. So there, the, the, it's feasible that there could be a situation where Dundee have got their three players on loan from Burnley. Tony Dockery or whoever the manager at the time is takes a look and goes, I don't want to play any of these guys. Then we'll see what kind of partnership it is. Well, I think we'll also, <laughs> yeah, we'll also see if Dundee get the best ones, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the chat is... Michael Mellon, isn't it? He's the, he's, he's been linked he's as well. The one, the yeah. last, he would be the last one because one's, one's gone back. Well, yeah, Marcel right? Lewis is away back <laughs> now. As, as I understand it, now I'm prepared to be wrong here. I'm wrong sometimes. But uh, I, I think it's three at one time. I've, can I've heard yeah, that's, that. that's what I understand. So they've got two. So there <laughs> is room for Lewis, one more. He went, he's he gone. He died and make an appearance. So he's away, apart from Kamikaze's testimonial. So there's another Dundee talking point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll oh. get to that. But um, uh, yes, so they've if got two. has gone to Burnley. I <laughs> maybe. Well, I never know. Uh, so, I uh, um, they've got two, and Michael Mellon is the one that they've they've been linked with, and Tony Doherty <coughs> didn't deny that. Well, you'd like to, you'd well, like to think now, and all that's been talked about will have been talked about mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, months. You know, mm-hmm. you could go back to the summer. Who knows? You know, Dundee have spent a lot of money in the summer, but mm-hmm. anyway, we're we're kind of we're going back in the history now. Eh? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if Tony Doherty wants Michael Mellon. You're not going to see him pitch up at another Scottish club for starters, and you'd like to think he he would mm. get him now. But there we go. We we shall see. I would imagine that <laughs> probably will happen. Yeah. Um, it's been suggested to me by somebody who would know, and I'll leave it at that. That if if Michael Mellon does come to Scotland on loan, it won't be to anywhere other yeah. than Dundee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we. I think we'd better say that about a few players moving forward now. If they're mm. you know mm. if there's guys going. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose, yeah, we're not going down the Ross County route again. No. Well, we did that the other week, so, uh, yes, don't think he'll be going to Dingwall. Derek Adams doesn't even want to go down no, that route. No, no, no. Well, this is, this is the column sort of for Saturday, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've, I think we've, we're uh, we're all of similar minds in the, in the <coughs> fact that we can see this going much further than, uh, than player exchange, knowledge exchange, whatever you want to call it. But let's get back to Dundee football-wise. Cammy Kerr and Zach Rudden been allowed to leave that doesn't mm. surprise me I must admit I don't I just think yes Cammy Kerr he's got this he's had the testimonial he's done D through and through blah 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 blah. but ultimately a manager's got to look at it and think is this guy going to be in my starting lineup over the next few months and beyond and if he thinks in his mind mm-hmm. he can do better in the position he's got to treat him the same as any other hasn't he it's, it's the nature of football. I find it <coughs> very disappointing, but for, for personal reasons. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Sean mm-hmm. and I will get up yourself. You know, we, we, we probably dealt with him more than you, Eric. But I mean, he, he's a good guy. 
He bleeds dark blue. Lovely boy. He's a, he's a local boy. Um, you never get less. I mean, I, that, that's I, that, all hot in one that, time. That, yes. That's cliched. You never get less than one hundred percent. You should always get that from a professional player. But I think it will. I mean, he's got is it two hundred seventy nine appearances or something like that in the dark blue under his belt. He's had a chance to go in the past and didn't. You know, um, he's just you know he, he kind of he bleeds dark blue. I, I've seen you know I've seen one or two fans I think been pretty unkind with it, you know about time and all the rest. Of it. I you know I I think you treat you treat your heroes with mm -hmm. a bit more dignity and respect than now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean look, he could sit tight. I mean he, he might go in the window. He might I mean, if there's any sense, he'll go in the window. Um, well, there is. I think he's, he does have a, he's got another year after this. Yes, because he got a year saw after this. Jim McIntyre so. basically didn't he? But yeah. this is a different. Yeah, it's a different now, kettle of fish. It? I mean, again, you know, things have changed. Uh, dramatically. I, I mean, you know, from Tony Doherty's um, point of view, football's a brutal business. You know, uh, it um, it happens everywhere. I mean, I, I know, I know, we, we both follow on 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 X the. Um, it's one of the Saints sites, and uh, they put a piece up the other day. Paul Hegarty, John St. Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hegarty was one of the great United heroes. When his time was up, his time was up. You know, it happens to them all. It happens to all the great players. You know, it's happening to Cammy, who is, um, and, uh, you know, you use the, the word legend advisedly, but, you know, if there are legends, he's one of them at Denzies. You know, he's been their man and boy. Um, I just think it's, and his testimonial gear, it just seems like a cruel blow. But that's football. You know, managers have difficult decisions to make because ultimately, managers. Next on the shopping block. So mm -hmm. if he's looked at Kami, and it's been pretty clear for a while that Kami isn't in his plans. Um, I mean, he wasn't even on the bench at the, unless no. he was injured. He wasn't even no. on the bench no. at the weekend yeah, against Kamara. Was running. That's, that's <coughs> managers do that in a window if, if they want to reinforce yes. their message. Message saying, you're not, right. you're not no. getting a game here. Some, the more surprising thing was oh. the fact that he got a, <coughs> it was a new contract he got in the summer. Yeah. Aye. So, yeah, so he's, got, he's got another year. You look at that, you can maybe look at that and think, why did you do that type thing? But mm -hmm. then yeah. maybe. I'll be honest and see what happens. Well, I have to say, Rodden, that doesn't bother me. I've just, I, I early on I thought there's maybe a player in there. I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's any loss at all. Um, Rodden going, but uh, Cammy Kerr, I, I just you know for for more for personal reasons, he's the greatest fullback in the world. No, I don't know if, if he himself would say I'm the greatest fullback in the world, but I think you you, you know he's always a really handy. The change of system hasn't helped him. him no, has it? I think no, that's the, I no. think that's pretty much the key yeah. issue. Mm. Is that the change? Doherty's change wedded, wedded to the wing yes. backs now. Isn't it, it looks <laughs> like it. He's, he's wedded to three at the back and then two wing mm. backs, and that, that doesn't that doesn't suit Cammy. Uh, particularly well. I think Cami, what Cami is, is a very, very tenacious, yeah. solid defender. Traditional defender. He's very good at that. Mm -hmm. In terms of people generally don't get by him, <coughs> and if they do, he's back at them, making life difficult mm -hmm. again straight away. Very tenacious, doesn't yeah. give up. In terms of getting the ball at his feet and making runs up the park and sticking mm -hmm. crosses in, not really his game. We triangles, um, you know that's yeah. Thing. So I, I think that's that's essentially what it comes down to, is that Tony Docker he's, he's changed the way Dundee play. He's committed to it. He thinks it works for him. It certainly worked with Owen Beck in the team. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what sort of impact his I was departure say, has on it. Because the, the Owen Beck thing is maybe yeah. maybe skewed things yeah. a bit because... When you've got a very, very good... We've not seen yeah. Owen Dodgson that season. No. Yeah, we've not seen him guy. yet, but I'll be amazed if he's as he good as... He came on against I'll be amazed if he's as good as Owen Beck. And I'm actually... I don't think there's... As, in terms of wing-backs... Mm -hmm. Dundee probably had the best one. You mm. could you could make a case to say yes. Dundee had the best one in the league. Well, I, uh, you and, can. And, and Owen Beck. I mean, the fact the fact that that, that when he went away and uh, his his situation at Liverpool was a wee bit up in there. The fact that Celtic were looking that's at buying right. him. Rangers, Rangers uh, as well. And that, well, that says everything, doesn't it? I mean, it tells you there's levels <clears throat> that they're looking at this boy. So, this is a player. So can we be judged against Owen Beck on the other side? Yeah, that's is, because is, they're is. very different players. That's that's <clears throat> not that's apples sure. and oranges to an extent. Even though there's similarities to their positions, if you like, they don't play the same way at all. But it, Owen Beck not being in that team anymore 
Uh, and obviously Dodgson coming in on the left-hand side mm. doesn't want to play a cami on the right. You have somebody else over there. It changes it fundamentally when Beck not being mm. there because he's such a big part of why why that was successful because he's so good. Umpteen games, he was forward. the difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, umpteen games. So when you lose a when you lose a a key part of your team like that, and just ask St. Johnson a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. you take a couple of key players mm -hmm. out. Jason Kirby, <coughs> it, can, it can kill everything, and it can kill, kill a system. system. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on the left-hand side. Uh, never mind the right-hand side. Um, but, I mean, because there is a danger in being in being completely wedded to a system. System first, yeah. regardless of what you've got to make it work. Mm. So th I think there's a there's a there's an interest in retransition going to so. be coming at Very Dundee. Much. Yeah. I mean, Dundee had, Dundee had injuries <coughs> and illness and the like, but I must admit I was quite shocked when I... A, I wasn't expecting Dara Castell at the start, but B, mm. when I found out it was at left wing back now, actually, I'd, he'd, I think I'm pretty sure he he didn't play left wing back for St Johnston. He played he played, played right, wing, right wing back. Mm -hmm. yeah. He played he played further forward. Yeah, I actually think Dara Castell. He he clearly doesn't think it because I saw, I thought his quotes weren't apart mm. from the uh, the hate mail one, which was a bit bizarre, but. The uh, the quotes about where he sees just picturing him. a boy a raging pair yes. boys. Yeah. At the post office, queuing That's up for it, stamps. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Dara Castello, <laughs> Dens Park. There you go. So, I th when he's he clearly thinks of himself, I think he said forward or winger. Yeah. I actually think his best chance of a career is as a wing back because I've seen him as a forward. The he's got game. pace, mm -hmm. but he hasn't got, a, hasn't really got a trick. Mm -hmm. I think Owen Beck, I was there. It's one of the ironies of Dundee bringing him in. <coughs> one of mm -hmm. Costello's worst games was against uh, Owen Beck when he, he just yeah. Owen Beck just stood him up every time said, Come on and get past me. Didn't yeah. past him once. Mm -hmm. So I actually think Levine was on to something when he, he was playing him as well, it was Alec Clellan first, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And then uh -huh. you know, then he got sent off, so it was unfortunate <coughs> yeah. unfortunate for him. Yeah. I think wing back is the, his best chance of a career, mm. but he really does need to improve on the defensive side, mm. which kind of makes mm -hmm. you think that you know if he'd stay the same, blah blah yeah. blah. Anyway, he was but the fact that he was that was his position, and then he was drifting out of that picture at mm -hmm. St Johnston, where, let's face it, they didn't have many no. options on the right wing back position, mm -hmm. and young Fran Franchak was preferred yeah. to him in that position. So who outshone him in that who position? Outs, yeah. yeah. So there's a few question marks there, mm -hmm. and if he, so if if Tony's persistent with him as a wing back on the wrong side, yeah. That's anyway. that's good. That's mm -hmm. we'll that's, see. We, we will see. Or maybe now that Owen Dodgson's here. Yes, I think he goes I think on the other see. side. I think you'll see with yeah. with Dodgson the plan. It sounds from other way from the way from the way Dodgson's speaking <coughs> himself. It sounds very much like he's been told, "Oh, you'll be playing Straight on the left." Mm -hmm. So uh, it sounds like he'll be he'll be in there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to see Costello starting there. Uh, against Hearts on last tonight, we shouldn't want to go too far into that. But we'll nonetheless, do it. Touch on it. it'd be um, yeah, it'd be a surprise to see him starting in that position. I think I'm, I'm not one of his. I know there was a lot of Saints fans who just did not rate Costello whatsoever, and I, I wasn't in that camp. I, he, had I could, he had his moments. Going I could forward. see he had, but he was a squad. He was a squad player. Yes. at Saints. You know, he, and if mm -hmm. if he he gets elevated higher than that, mm -hmm. then makes sense. Good luck to him. him. Well yeah. done, Tim. Yep. You know, but yeah, there's there's a few question marks with that Dundee team, and I mean going out the cup again. I mean, it isn't Tony Docherty's fault, but 
No. <coughs> it really is a hellish, hellish statistic, that 114, 115 years. A long time. Is, you know, and the, and the 50, and the one, the 50th anniversary that came up of any trophy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, am I right in saying I that? I think they are now the longest. Who've won it previously? Who? Is it, have mm-hmm. they now surpassed the mark that Hibs got to, I think? I'm not sure if they I think they, not. Somebody said, I'm sure I read that on Twitter. that I, did, I read that as well. That um, the, they've now <coughs> gone past yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it's every year after year, you know. It's an appalling statistic. It is, when you think about a cod the size of Dundee. It's dreadful. I mean, it must be in with the third Lanarks and stuff like that, you know, and and they're not even here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Queen's Parks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's, it's, it's not good. I mean, you look at the run of fixtures, so they could well, some of you will be listening to this after they've played, after they've played Hearts, but I was just looking at their, their results there, Dundee, and out of the last seven games, They've only won one, mm. and that was in slightly fortuitous, not fortuitous, but it was the injury time goal up in Ross County. So okay. I'm not. Mm. That's that's not me putting that out there in mm. terms. Of, I don't think there's any cause for panic, at no. Dundee. But no, no, no. you know, you're going back to the start of November mm. when they when they beat mm-hmm. St. Mon handily before you had the real well, last. Is, this, I mean, this is a period of the season where they, where they, if they've got designs on Europe, certainly, but if they've got designs on the top six. They need, they, need, they need now. to be good now. Yeah. This is the because they've got so many games mm-hmm. coming up, crammed into the next sort of eight oh, to sure. twelve weeks. <clears throat> uh, this is when you need you need to get put a wee run together and be good. Um, so yeah, well, it, it's a lot of pressure on 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 them. If, like I say, if they they were talking about Europe in that press release, yeah. No, I'm not just in yeah. terms of Scottish football mm-hmm. has access to Europe. I'm sure it was there was a, there was a reference made to the fact that Dundee are competing for a European <coughs> place this season. I don't well, see. It. I've never, that, that been, be, I've never seen it personally. But. I couldn't rule it out. It's an ambition, but whether it's, it's a realistic certainly. ambition. But certainly, if, 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 if there's any designs on that this season, they need they need to win games and win them now and keep doing it. Because Kilmarnock are kicking in. Yeah, Kilmarnock yeah, are. are a good are a good they team, are. and I think they've got more yeah. depth. I think they're, they're covered. Mm-hmm. They got. Every position pretty much covered Kilmarnock, so if, I think I think they're nailed on for the top <coughs> six. Yeah. Well, it's a kind of burden the hand worth two in a bush scenario, isn't it? Are, are, the, are the four games they've got in hand mm-hmm. over Kilmarnock and, and St. Bernard, are they actually worth, you know, the burden the bush kind of scenario? I mean, you know, great if they won them all, fantastic. If they won them all, they're, they're, they're up they're, they're up, right up. But that's, that's highly unlikely to happen. This is where you find out um, just how much the kind of, you know, the, the games being off at Dens are going to cost them. You'll find out how good the squad is because it's all very well saying it's a, it's a deep squad. That's a deep squad, um, probably too deep. That's the reason I think they're looking to get some at the door. Um, but how, how good are they? What's the quality? You know, and you know, by the time you get injuries, maybe suspensions kicking in here over the coming period, it could end up costing them dearly. I mean, it's, it's still sitting there in seventh position um, with all these games in hand. So they're in a good position. I think you even win kind of two of their games mm-hmm. in hand. Uh, it, it, it's a huge boost. Um, I would have said, you know, had they been sitting, play, having played 20 and taking a couple of those in hand, they'd been sitting on 27, 28 points. I'd have thought, there would be a great shout at uh, top six now. That that could slip, you know. I mean, Aberdeen are, are kind of sitting there as well on the same points as them. And Aberdeen have only played Listen, 18 games. They have a load Hibs, in hand as well. Hibs and know. Aberdeen are vulnerable this season. <coughs> yeah, so yeah, you, could, you, could, you could see a scenario where yeah. Dundee and Kilmarnock get into the top six. Yeah. You know, but I think, yeah. I think Dundee have got a real fight on their hands if. Finishing above Kilmarnock is their gateway mm. to whatever they think is mm-hmm. whatever yeah. their goals are now for the second half of the season. Which I mean, listen, if they're uh, is that you getting an, an email oh, from, uh, from Burnley? No, no, no. Tell me, tell me, 
But <laughs> it's a WhatsApp. We'll just delete that. Oh, quickly. Right, okay, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's Roger Mitchell. Yeah. Is this podcast live? <clears throat> yes, so it's. I think we can safely say this is a huge crossroads yes, part is, of the season for Dundee. Massive. Not in terms of worrying about what's behind them, but in terms of any really, mm. really big ambitions that they may have or, mm-hmm. or do have. Right. Okay. So we're talking. We're talking. We're kind of uh, talking about slow starts coming back from the break and. St. Johnson, mm. that was, uh, he used mm. the word to me, me- I think a few folk have used That's the word a to mess of a, yeah. of a game. It's probably the way to describe it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kicking this can down the road until next week in a lot of ways because we'll have played St. John's will have played Aberdeen, <coughs> oh. they'll have played Motherwell, mm. and we will now. I mean, they, they reeked of a team that was coming out of the old tabloid phrase cold storage yeah. just you know if, if it was one thing that had just gone wrong uh-huh. i think you could have looked at it and thought oh, tactics or, yeah. or team lineup and all the rest of it right. but it was everything it's it multifaceted just, it just looked like yeah. a, one team looked like it had been playing a lot of football was in yeah. a groove knew what they were doing the other team just didn't yeah it was just disjointed uh-huh. and yes I, I probably wouldn't have put, uh, it wasn't the team I, nope. I didn't think the midfield blend was right no. didn't you know second half there wasn't a right hand side to the pitch you know it just it just mm-hmm. you know guys like Graham Carey were giving the ball away yeah it was, it was just cool. it was so yeah it was just dispiriting all over the yeah. pitch and but I, I do think you have to say like I say I want to see what they do against Aberdeen and Motherwell to see yeah. if, if that if it was a bit a, a blip because it's not a blip in terms of the last three seasons, but no. it is a blip in terms of the Craig Levine era because <coughs> yeah. they haven't put in a, a whole game like that. They were no. awful at the start no. at Kilmarnock and the game against Livingston was a was a right grim arm wrestle of mm-hmm. a match, but nothing on, on the level that we saw on Saturday. No. So I, I did write that I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt and we, we can, we can, we'll soon see whether this is I a... Don't. <laughs> in terms of the big picture I do and if if we will soon see if that was a a change in mm. momentum mm-hmm. a change in direction yes, yeah. or if it was boys not being ready for whatever reason yeah. and just not being good enough and they, they get back to where they were for the large yeah. part we before will the break what, what, I, what I think is where I'm not prepared to give the benefit of the doubt is it looked to me, and this is not an accusation that I tend to throw about a lot because it's a very serious one if you're a professional oh. footballer. There was the, the attitude was wrong. It looked like the the, the the there wasn't the fire in the belly, wasn't it there? They were laborious. A lot of they them. were they were sluggish. And that was very disappointing, I thought. Um Echoes of the League Cup. It was poor. And I and I think um I mean tactically, yeah, you can you can question that as well. I, I don't think the team was right either. Um I think unfortunately given a, a general and again this is it's not an attack as such it's just a statement of fact I think there's a lack of pace at the back and I think because of that always has been yes I think because of that the the they were sat very very deep <coughs> in the pitch for, for a lot of it mm-hmm. to protect themselves from the ball over the top and, and someone getting in behind them and them not being able to get back so they sit deep and then you've got Carey sitting in front of them he's deep too but Carey's natural game is not is not to win second balls, challenge for second balls and win them and and move the ball on. He's a guy who wants the ball in a bit of space so he can take his time and decide what he's going to do with it. So because those second balls aren't being won, you get Matt Smith dropping in to join the fight, if you like. So now you've got another body all the way back there. 
you get Cherry Harvey doing the same thing from time to time. So all of a sudden, you've got all of these bodies across the edge of your own box. You've got hardly anybody up the pitch. So the ball gets launched forward. There's, there's nothing for these guys to do. They can chase it. It ends up back with the Airdrie goalkeeper more often than not. And I just thought that didn't function properly, that, that shape. That was the first half. Mm. Even when the short ball was on. Yeah, it was messy. Nah, it was it was messy. Nah. It was sloppy, um, and and yeah, they were, I thought they were ponderous when they did have the ball, and largely as the game went on, I think there was there was tiredness keeping them because they were so deep, a mm -hmm. lot of them, and they've got, they've got so far to go, um, and then that means that whatever sort of press you might want to have up the top end that doesn't function either because you've you've got Nicky Clark and Kimbioka who made his debut obviously, pretty much more or less on their own. They maybe have one boy supporting them more often than not. Smith, actually, who was, who was coming up to try and join in the press. But once you've beat those three players, they've got about 30 yards to move the ball forward. And they did. with All the time. They, they were very good. I think they played a very, very good game. But the disappointing thing from a St. Johnson perspective was how, how <coughs> comfortably they were able to do what they wanted to do in that game. And, and yeah, I thought, I thought it was very poor. Yeah, no, but it was. There's no doubt about it. But we shall soon see if it if it becomes a theme. Mm. You know, if if guys aren't, if guys just aren't running around as now. I'm I'm not saying that that was a, you know, that was a lack of effort. Although at times, you know, the certainly the goal didn't look too clever on a, on a few people. But if they're not, if they if they're just that bit slower and and <coughs> more sluggish than mm. their opponents across the pitch, it it doesn't make for a a good afternoon's viewing. Well, you, I mean, you saw. I mean, I didn't a bit, but Airdrie. I mean, I've seen Airdrie at Tannadice this season, and um, and they're, they're tidy. They're really slick. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, I, I kind of compare and contrast them to Morton. No harm at Morton, but Morton are a much more physical side than Airdrie were. Airdrie are a football team. Can't play football. They look like a football team. Aye, they are. They, 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 you know, they find space. They've got lovely touch in the ball. Good movement. Play through their manager all the time. <coughs> Absolutely, and, yeah. and and he he wants to play that kind of football. I mean, they're they're fourth top of the the championship. They're well adrift the United and Wraith, You know. A bit behind party, but they're, they're, they're a tidy side, you know. So you kind of got to give credit to them. But there, there is no real excuse for Saints to um, to lose to a side who are fourth top of the championship. I mean, it's no, you know, you, you can sometimes see, you know, going down to a ground which is kind of one of the old traditional lower league grounds, you know, kind of two sides. Are, but I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a state. It's, it's as big as McDermott Park, isn't yeah. it? It's a ten thousand capacity <coughs> modern stadium. It's only built about twenty or fifty. Does have the old artificial like pitch? So. It does have artificial pitch. pitch. Yeah, um, and, it doesn't and, help. Saints. I'll, I'll, I'll <coughs> no. need to dig into the stats for Saints over the last two or three yeah, years. It's not they'll be, be awful. That's the third in a row in the plastic as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hardening. I'm, I must admit, on a slightly different note, I'm kind of hardening my no my attitude on that. Well, we may we may be seeing the end of them in the Premier League. I've long since hardened mine. Was it like nine of nine of the twelve clubs vote against it? they'll bin them. You know, presumably there'd be a period of grace of a year or something. You would think so. Yeah. You know, so um, but <clears throat> they're, they're not my cup of tea. I mean, and actually, watching um, watching the one at, uh, at Livy last week just like just looked terrible. You know, the one at Kilmarnock looked terrible. Yeah. Um, Unless it, you get rain on them. Yeah, that, that's right. That. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they are, and I understand why. You know, I understand why clubs like Ford for another rest that use it where yeah. they're rented it every night of the week and other rest. And there's an argument you can make the case for the argument at, at lower level where mm -hmm. uh, you know money is really, really tight and other rest. It, but I think increasingly there's an argument at top level. Yep. You know, and and you know, and the thing is, we've not got an Arctic climate in Scotland. You know, I mean, if we get battered with anything, we get battered mm -hmm. with rain. But it's not as though it's kind of fourteen under. You know, on a regular basis, like maybe in Norway or, or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, so increasingly, I think at top level, the, the, 
there's a there's a very scant poor excuse. But that, that that you know that doesn't cover up the fact no, that Saints went down there and lost to an Airdrie side who are you know in terms of budget and in terms of theoretically who playing mm-hmm. stuff should be way mm-hmm. way behind them. And and if if the attitude was kind of somewhat slack. Um, that, that's certainly no excuse. I just, I just thought there was, I, th- I just thought there was a sluggishness. Oh, well, there is, but yeah. I think, I think that they've not played for three and a half weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and whether whether they got it wrong, I mean, I, I you know, in terms of the, what they did in I the think break, they did. I think <coughs> a, a yeah. bounce game or what, you know, I, I, you know Rangers, Rangers, Rangers played at least two, didn't they? Yeah, they certainly did, played yeah. one in yeah. Lamang and one at home. You I know. don't think they looked under cook. They looked under cook. Training never replicates because St Johnson have. I mean, they've played, you know, this is Airdrie, you know, yeah. and the, yes, they, they passed and moved it nicely, mm-hmm. but St. Johnson have managed to effectively press uh-huh. pass and move teams in yeah. the top flight, so <laughs> yes. there's no there's no reason why, no. you know. It, well, and, it, and it wasn't effective, and I think I think that comes down to a combination of, of, of the team not being right and the fact that, as you say, well, we can put it down to them being undercooked then, because, I mean, the, the, I think the shape was wrong, they were all too deep, mm-hmm. and then they've got so far to cover that they're not a peak level of fitness. That's, that's the first time, Sean. That. That's the first time that I've seen because after, I'm sure I even wrote that just before the break that there hadn't been a there hadn't been a team in the top flight that had exposed Saints in terms of the back three not having pace. Uh-huh. And this was the first time that you saw it. Yeah, you know. So and that's that's after I think I wrote it after the Hibs game mm-hmm. because that was the one that was my big fear. They've got quick players. Yeah. They've got that, that is their mm-hmm. calling card. They are yeah. rapid. Mm-hmm. And Saints <coughs> negated it brilliantly, and yeah. they deserved to win that game. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you know if you're going to have a, a, a back line that sits pretty deep, which you know necessity dictates with with the players that are there, that that's going to be the case a lot of the time. I think you need real dynamism in that midfield area. You do, and that wasn't no, there. That, that's probably that, 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 yeah. <coughs> I, don't, I, w- I don't expect to see that midfield again against no. against Aberdeen. But which brings us on to Dan Phillips. Aye. What what price would you need to get to to persuade you to? Eight, to sell him in, in January. 80 mil. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> he got, has he got another year? No, no he's uh, finished. Uh, the he's summer. Not in the summer. He's, he's done with summer. Nope. <coughs> no. Uh, I, I mean, I'd, what's. Competing the, forces there, aren't there? Because we've talked about this, obviously, with Saints not yes. chasing losses, but, you know, they'll not be, they'll not be daft with, about with it. With six months left on a deal. Gap. I mean, I think they would accept 100 grand, wouldn't they? No. You don't think so? No. I think they would. No, I don't think. I'm just going on. Uh, I'm going on historic. No, no, no. no <laughs> historic no, mistakes. Not a chance. 120. Well, I'd so, like to, I'd like to see them. Well, listen, I'm, I'm happy with my first answer. 80 mil would be great. So let's <laughs> let's see them hold out for that. Yeah, we saw that man. But he's. Thinking. I mean, if if he does go in January, I mean, even if he goes in the summer, but it, it's easier to sort of plan around it. If he goes I think in the summer, get, you've got. I think you get. I mean, there's some wild. I'm not an expert on the old uh, training compensation. I, I think you'd get that just just by holding on to the summer, yeah, right. by virtue of the fact that he's been at your club for uh, yeah. for that length of no, time. Maybe, maybe. Days, well, so. we'll, we'll see. But well, I, I mean, you will be a big loss, particularly in January if he goes in January. The training no kicking at about is it 150, 160 or something. Oh, right. Trying to remember, trying to remember a figure when when there was talk about um, uh, Matthew Cujo at Tannadice, if he if he moved on, what what it would be, and I'm sure it was the figure that was mentioned, maybe somewhere around about 160, 170 right. for compensation. Don't I'm not entirely sure, but um, it's uh, of course you know the, the other thing we um is um, he might decide to stay, do another year because Levine has indicated he thinks it would improve him. 
as your player. What is he? Is he 22? I wrote it. I would be pleasantly surprised yeah. if I, he I, agrees I, to sign a new deal. It's, you know, it's be not I, I don't it. think he will. I mean, I can't no, see no. It. I mean, given, given uh, Steve McLean was talking about this, mm-hmm. and we're not even talking yeah. at the end of his era, you know, <coughs> I remember asking McLean about it. Mm-hmm. I think it probably would have been near the start of the season. Yeah. And it was, yeah, like we we we're, we're, we're talking to, yeah. or or we've offered. I don't think. Yeah. He, I don't think. You know, so I don't. I don't think he's got an inclination to sign no. a, no, another contract. Be. But that makes a, <coughs> it a tough back decision. Back it is a tough decision. Whether to go now. Whether yeah. to go now. Well, like, I mean, a, what I do think, and, and half I said, a mil. Right. I mean, that would be fair enough. I think under the circumstances, with six months to go on his deal, that would be fair enough. As long as some of it went in, get somebody. Back in, but what I did say, I said this on Twitter this morning. <laughs> Are you laughing? At <laughs> I'm just thinking, who's prepared to pay that half a million? That's what you've got to ask. Well, it'd have to be somebody down south, wouldn't it? <clears throat> it's not really a Scottish team. I think he could go on abroad. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, listen, he's got he's, uh, maybe Saudi. He's played well for Trinidad against America. Mm-hmm. You know, this is well, uh, MLS. Yeah, I he's, so. he's played. He's they like. Clubs like to see, oh, he was at Chelsea and Watford. Yeah. You know, he, he does tick a lot of boxes. And it's kind of a, it's a it's a vogue position, that one, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I would, I actually <laughs> think that Matt Smith has I, a higher ceiling in terms of his all-round game. He's, but he's got what, very good feet. For what Phillips like does. Yeah. yeah, he's a specialist. People, he's a specialist. I actually think Phillips does have more development <clears> to do. And, <throat> and the thing is, another year at Saints probably wouldn't hurt him. But Callum spoke about but, that, and Steve McLean's, and they've talked about this guy who could be the sort of box to yeah. box and higher up. I just don't see it. You know I, I mean? think he's got a bit more in him, and I, and I think he's, there's still elements, and you see it sometimes where he's a bit raw. Sometimes he gives the ball away cheaply, now and again, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, <coughs> he, he could uh, stamp that out of his game a bit because everything else is, is quite good. I mean, physically, he's, he's fantastic, <laughs> yeah. absolutely fantastic. I've I've, I don't think I've ever seen a stronger. I've never seen a midfielder that's harder player. to shrug off the no, ball. Than just not this. a chance. Yeah. He's, he's not going anywhere. So uh, in that regard, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, a good boxer if he decides to change well, career. Yeah. So yes, but you got half a million Stanley driving down himself. <laughs> what, what I did say on Twitter this morning is that, and, and there are obvious differences between the players. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my favourite again here. I'm talking about Spence Brangler because there are huge differences between the two of them physically. Mm. Clearly, very very different. I mean, Sprangler compared <coughs> to Phillips is a waif. There's nothing to him, but in terms of aggression and hunger, there's not the much ground. between them. You could probably say he covers the ground better than he, do, he does. More and athletic. He's, I think, he's as a tackler, he's a very, very well, he good. Ba- he bailed out Phillips. Was it the was the St. Mun game? Remember when that's uh, right? He played one of those yes. balls you were talking yeah, about, yeah, Phillips, yeah, didn't yeah, he? And then yeah, one of his now and thens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, but yeah, Sprangler's uh, in terms of uh, aggression and hunger, he's, he's he's really really up there, and he's very good. What I find in his in his challenges, more often than not, nine out of ten, even when you think how on earth are you going to do this, he manages to get the ball. He comes out of it with the ball. Sometimes referees don't like uh, don't like to see what he's. I think they misjudge him. Mm-hmm. I think they they think he's being more reckless than he is because I think he's quite deliberate with his challenges. He seems to come out with the ball, with the ball a lot. But I think he's the he's the, the no brainer the no brainer replacement if if Phillips goes. In January, he goes in, and, and you've got the boy Kelchins who we're told can play that position indeed. as well. But I think Sprangler goes in um, straight away, and if he doesn't, 
I'll be asking questions. And Stan, <coughs> Stan's reporting back Demanding to his, his Stan's reporting back to his boss and saying, "Look, look, mm-hmm. look at look at that, look at that five hundred k I've made you, Jeff." Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Start the bidding at five hundred k, but no, he's he's a, he's a <coughs> crucial he's a crucial player for St Johnson and yeah. Aberdeen. Like we talked about Dundee in terms of for everybody this stage of the season. This, this is where this this is the crossroads stage of the season, isn't it? In terms of mm. can Saints put a bit more daylight between. I've got a wee feeling Livingston might have a bit of a, a flurry. I'm hoping that Ross County uh, hold on to Derek Adams because that was a shocker. <laughs> I, mean, of, of, I mean, Saints losing 1-0 at Airdrie is one thing, but Ross County losing three at home to Partick Thistle and then Derek and Adams basically, basically saying, if I'd done my homework, I might not I might not take the job. So, uh, really so let's let's... Let's. I, I was told the players hadn't taken till weeks ago. You know, and I, shock, <laughs> I, shock horror. Now, I mean, it's just. Um, I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what he's thinking. Is honestly, don't <laughs> I, I just. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you know that players can, uh, you know, managers can go off the wall, slightly off at a tangent, with some kind of mysterious plan mm-hmm. to you know, to rumble up players or get them, you know, playing mind games, whatever. But this, this, this just. Looks it's like a good double bluff. This. I, I, I just mm-hmm. looks, I, I, actually, to be honest with you, my, my best guess is. Um, and I've dealt with Derek a lot over the years. My best guess is he really did not want to come back to Scottish football. But he Why wanted, did he? Why the hell did he? He, was well, he, he wanted it from where he was. He, um, I don't think everything was right down there. Um, I think he probably sees himself playing at, at managing at a higher level. And it just hasn't happened. Well, him. that's not going to happen. Um, isn't it going to happen? It's no, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's done. Statements like this, you know. The chairman I mean, it's not quite Troy, Troy Deeney, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's that sort of... By the way, self-sabotage, isn't it? Troy Deeney shows how, how quickly a club can come apart at the seams. I mean, I saw a boy like, yesterday on, on Twitter or X saying, you know, one of the best-run clubs, one of the most stable clubs in English football, it's just gone bananas. You know, Ferguson went, who was there before him? They sacked about three or four no, managers on the bounce in a very short space of time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, anyway no. but, you know, listen, I mean, you're talking about putting clear blue water between St. Johnson and Livingston. I'd be more concerned about putting a wee bit further clear water between them and Ross County because you... You want to avoid the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's not just a case of avoiding automatically going down. You certainly don't want to, you know, end up bottom and go automatically Mother down. Motherwell without you BRF. I was, I was happy <coughs> when yeah, I saw that. That's good. Unless mm-hmm. they get, unless they get in Van Veen or something. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he's still available, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, uh, that 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 was, mm. like, that was a game changer. Uh, potentially, that's for sure. But they, mm. they've made a couple of decent signings yeah. since. But yes, we'll see how that plays out. Right, we better move swiftly on to United, who have they a game don't. now, Sean, against Dunfermline. Who, yep. I mean. Go, Dunfermline have had their own <coughs> mid-season break, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Are they getting going to get any of these injured players back? Well, with the, with the, now that the, the well, the plumbing's not been working it. Well, there is that as well. Yeah, it's all in all not ideal uh, for Dunfermline. Um, Zach Rudden to Dunfermline? That's an obvious one. I think I, th- I wouldn't be surprised. Can't care less. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Aaron Comrie's a good right back. Yes, he is. And I mean, I, I, I still think because of Cammy Kerr's because of his tenacity. As a defender, I think he could, he could still play in Premier League for somebody, depending on their system. As as we've said, uh, you know, it's horses for courses. If 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 a manager's wanting a swashbuckling, forward-thinking <coughs> right wing back, then no, he's not he's not the man for that. But if you're if you're if you're playing a four at the back, for instance, and you need a you need a solid right back, a lot of clubs could do a lot worse. Um, but anyway, Dunfermline, yes, I mean Rudden to Dunfermline wouldn't surprise me particularly. There's there's a relationship there. Previously, is that yeah? yeah. But James McPake, that was McPake that signed them for Dundee. So did he actually ever play for? Yeah, he did <coughs> play for me. Uh, 
McPeg. Yeah, 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 because they got him early there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a pre-contract. Would, and they got keep him an, early. December, keep December, an eye on that they? one. Yeah. Keep an eye on that one. Um, so yeah, that would that would be interesting. But Dun- Dunfermline, yeah, they 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 put them another one in the camp that need to start getting going really. Um, well against United, and the, they were they drew with them, didn't they? And Tanner start the season. But, that seems like a long time yeah. ago now, Jim. I mean, it's it's quite scary, actually. I mean, I, I thought I must admit, I thought Dunfermline would do a lot better um, that this season. I mean, they're almost injuries. crippling. They injuries. really have crippling had a injuries. nightmare. And, I, I, know, I know that, but they've almost they're almost on half the points of United and Wraith. You know, sitting there on 20, 23 points to forty four of the top two. Um, it's not a nightmare injury. The, injury all the rest their of season's game. goal is still <clears throat> doable. They could that playoff. You Get could. You the could, last playoff. The place. last can, playoff yep. place yep. is open to, and I'm I'm including Queens Park in, yeah, in the. There are only four the, points adrift. The, the discussion. Who are in fourth? Um, yeah. Sorry, ah, four points adrift of Airdrie who are in fourth place. So you know that, that's entirely possible. I mean, if, if the, the, the playing roster starts to come back, they can full strength mm-hmm. of injuries. I think start scoring goals as well. They've got to start scoring goals because they've only scored twenty four and they've conceded twenty four as well. So they need to score more, concede fewer. You know. Um, but it's just you know it's a great shame because they're such a great club you know they're a great club great potential great ground everything about them smacks of the big thing yeah owners are doing the right things they're building a new training ground and and I'm liking how you don't hear the slightest murmur about uh, James McFake no no that's right I mean if if this turns into a season (laughs) for Dunfermline that is just a mid middle of the Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I hope for more for them, just purely mm-hmm. in the, f- the fact that you, c- you can get a bounce from League One, like Falkirk will probably <laughs> expect. Mm-hmm. If, well, mind you, they're, they're, <laughs> they're having a wee wobble. Yeah, but you know right. what I mean? You c- it's it's never inconceivable mm-hmm. for a team, a, a big team that comes out of League One, to go again the next season. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that might happen for Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of injuries have been crippling. Yeah. I don't think, maybe, I don't quite think, James, I don't know why, but I, I expected... I thought financially he might have been given more and they mm-hmm. might have had more of a go. I don't know why I expected that, but mm-hmm. I just kind of did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but then they couldn't, you know, you could just tell mm-hmm. by the fact that they were, you know, they weren't able to get Spoonie in. So, um, yeah. so that tells its own story and the sort of type of player they're getting. But I'm quite comfortable with Dunfermline being a slower build mm-hmm. than, say, some others. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's progression year on year, and if it turns out to be mid table, so be it. And then, you know they they go again the year after, but yeah. in terms of this, in terms of United in this game now, yeah. are you expecting United now to put the foot down? And I mean, Wraith's wobble is turning into a proper wobble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, it is a proper wobble, but they're still they're still sitting at exactly the same points as United, and they've only played a game more. So I mean, you know, there's a long way to go in this season yet. Um, they, they're, they're maybe getting their wobble out of the way. <laughs> you know, um, they, they've they've got a very good side. They've got a very good side. I mean, I've had to, I haven't had to reassess, but I did think at the start, you know, kind of five, six games, and I thought United looked to have a deeper, a better squad than all the rest of it. I do still think they've got a deeper squad. I think they've got a slightly better squad, but I don't think there's a huge gap be, uh, between the two of them. Um, where there is a gap is, is in that goals against column, which, yeah. you know, United have only conceded the 10. They've conceded significantly. They still not really saw you know, I mean, they, they're no. turning on these. I mean, when they got. Who's the last one they got? Oh, the boy Kyle Turner. Mm. And it just feels, I'm, I'm no Ray Throvers expert, but it feels like they've got about eight of mm. these sort of half midfielder, half attacker mm. types. Now, which is great for revolving on and off. You, you know, you could you could possibly say, you know, so you don't see the standard drop, but mm-hmm. go and buy a good centre half, please. Yeah. Crying out loud, yeah. you know? 
I, I think from United's perspective, I think that, that, that there is a toughness about United, I think, mentally. That, I mean, I, I think the result of the Inverness... I mean, Tony Watts now is starting to... He's put <coughs> yeah, his head above the parapet to, again. Tony you know, Devine. Tony Devine. I think, he, he I think he's starting to... I think that's a good sign for United that he's <coughs> yeah. he starting to feel like the main man again. And I think that's opinion, probably a good thing for United in the circumstances yeah. they're in just now. I mean, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, a big United fan, this has scored nearly enough goals. Now, you know, the thing is with Tony, he's not, he's not an out-and-out striker. You know, he kind of plays in that behind position where he picks it up. and I mean, got competition I, I, for it now. I like him as a that's, player. That's where, that's where yeah, Witherspoon will I, I, I sometimes think that he, he kind of, you know, he, I mean, I'm always torn when I see things like kind of, Assists, you know, because assists can mean anything. Assists assist can mean a, a 25 yard diagonal over the top of defence, straight onto the striker's foot, or it can be a scluff. And, it can and, do. You know, it can be, um, but you, you read that with Middleton and all the rest of the goal scored, assists and all the rest of it. But I think, generally speaking, there's no doubt that Watt is a quality player. Yeah, but if, if the, I mean, but, assists are, yes, they can be that, but if you've got a player who's racking up 10, 11, yeah, 12 assists, then I mean, <clears throat> they're, they're worth goals to you, yeah, these no, players. No, no, it's, well, it's deliberate. I think over the well, last they are if somebody puts it in. Over yeah. the last <laughs> month, couple of months, <laughs> yeah. he's been, mm. and you know, I've I've criticised Tony Watt over the times mm -hmm. and wondered whether, you know, mm -hmm. his value is what it should be, yeah. you know, over the last mm -hmm. year, year and a half, whatever. Uh, <coughs> but I, this, you could make a case that he's impacting Dundee United more than Louis Moulton yeah, yeah. just now. Mm -hmm. uh, just now, right. Oh, I think yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I think it's inarguable. But, I mean, yeah. now, now is that it's that point of the season for United where... Go and get the job done now, eh? And, and it's, again, I've that's given not... Wraith, I've given that them is, every encouragement. That is, yes, they are. That's the point. I mean, that's not to criticise <laughs> Dundee United for what they've done so far because, you know, nine seasons out of ten, mm -hmm. they'd be well clear at the, at the top mm -hmm. of the division at this point. There wouldn't be any concern whatsoever. It's just that Wraith have done what they've done. But as you say, they're they're leaving a little gap now. They're, they're starting to lag a little bit. And this is when Dundee United put the foot down and go and get the job done because well, of that. Mm -hmm. because of Wraith having their little wobble now's the opportunity to go and put some daylight there mm -hmm. so go and get it done they brought them on the 16th of February at Starks Park you know yeah. what I mean it was a it was what 7,500 yeah. 7,800 but if you, get, if you can if there. you can get if you, there'd be two games before that <coughs> I mean if they if they can win both of them yeah. and Wraith's wobble continues okay. you could be there clear I'm saying yeah I would think that I think my, my, my target for United would be to go into that game and not give Wraith a chance of if yeah. Wraith went to go, win, to go top, throat. Throat. you know yeah. what I mean. So that yeah. the best Wraith can do is close mm -hmm. the gap. Exactly. They want to go in with the boot in their throat. I think, and they're capable of doing that. I don't they think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I think by and large. Um, I mean, I must admit, I was surprised. I was kind of doing a, a wee head count last week, and when I saw Alan Temple's piece, uh, there were fourteen players out of contract in the summer. That kind of shocked me. I thought it was about ten or eleven out of contract. I didn't realise it was quite as significant as that. I think it's a good thing. No, no, it's a good thing for a team that goes up and you yeah, can yeah, say, that, that, shake right. hands and say thanks for the job. <coughs> it you gives know? you, a, it gives you an ideal chance. And, and uh, undoubtedly, Jim Goodwin and Luke Capuano and others will be sitting there, you know, planning way ahead at the moment, as clubs always do, for target, for A, who they're going to keep, if they go up, uh, and I'm pretty sure they'll go up, um, uh, and, and B, who they would like to bring in, and I'm sure that probably negotiations of, you know, uh, are kind of back, back at the door negotiations, mm -hmm. will undoubtedly have started now with various agents and, and all the rest of it, as always happens, but I mean, they've got to get up first and foremost, so I think they, you know, if they can beat Dunfermline on Saturday, and they do have the beatings, so there's no doubt about that, and if they go down to air, and when it air, I think they go into the game at Starks Park and a tremendously strong um, vein of form. And of course, that depends. I mean, if if Wraith also, you know, um, come out in that, that that kind of blip that they've had 
and, and pick up points in their next couple of games before they, they meet United in. It's really nip and tuck stuff and then they can go into that one taking the point, you know, taking the win and, and they're both level, albeit United have a game in hand. So, I mean, it's it's a bit, it's a really, really tough kind of, tough league and uh, I think if race had, had been going to drop off, um, uh, drop off the pace, they'd have done so substantially mm -hmm. and they haven't done that. They're, they're kind of hanging oh, yeah. right in there and the fact that they've had this black when they're still kind of on United's tail, albeit with the goal difference uh, element in the game in hand, I mean, it, it, it indicates you know, it, it tells you what, what's going on at Starks Park. So I, I, I was intrigued by Andy Barman's stuff the other, the other night. Obviously, people offer a wee They're go keeping it, I tell you. Wraith are keeping up. They're keeping the, it going. They're keeping the, their profile, aren't yeah. they? They're saying a lot just now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you think that's a good or a bad thing just now, Sean. Mm. You know, they're, they're very yeah. they're very high profile still, aren't they? Which, but, uh, they've, been you, you they've been consistent. You understand in the sense that, that they, it's, a, it's new ownership, new ambitions, they're probably seeing a, a, an opportunity to raise their profile from from where it has <coughs> been over the last few years for obvious reasons because mm -hmm. they've not been anywhere near that sort of level. I mean, the, the last time they were anywhere near the promotion discussion was when Ray McKinnon <coughs> was the manager and got mm -hmm. them to the playoffs. Um, so that's that's a wee while ago now. They're enjoying um, life. So they they're 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 making hay while the sun shines. I think on that front. So whether that's whether that's sensible in the context of a title race, that's pretty nip and tuck. It could be seen as a distraction, um, a wee bit, but at the same time, uh, I, I kind of get that they're, they're seeing an opportunity and taking it because they haven't had it mm -hmm. similarly in a while. So, and understandable. On, on, on balance, Sean, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, you know, the other thing is they represent the town. And Kirkcaldy's yeah. had a lot of knocks over the years, you know. It's a great town. It's had its knocks on employment and, you know, this or the next. And if they're putting the town on the map, yeah. you know, people are seeing it again. Um, <clears throat> seeing them kind of, you know, fighting a way to get up there, you know, to, to get promotion, and they're constantly talking, talking to play. We always talk about talking Scottish football up. Well, if you, if you run a football club that's, with Andy Barnum, talk, talk, talk your club up. That's talk sort your of, club it's, up, it's positive visibility. Yeah. And that's got yeah. value yeah, for them. Good. Positive visibility. Good way of ending it. That mm -hmm. well, thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll be back next week, and let's let's see which club's getting taken over or bought <laughs> to next week. Okay. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for listening. Bye, just now. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.